Yo, people. Before we start today's episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors for this season, Watchbox UK. Based down in Hatton Gardens, they're leading the way in supplying you with the best prices for buying, selling and sourcing top-of-the-range watches and high-quality jewels. Head over to their Instagram, the link will be in the bio, and make sure to like, comment and subscribe. Please enjoy the episode. Yes, people, and we're back with another episode of On The Judy, and today I've got Liverpool centre-half Joe Gomez. Thank you for coming, bro. Nice to be here, bro. Thank you for having me. What's happening? Nothing, man. Chilling. Enjoying the break. Like, we've got a couple of weeks to just chill while the World Cup's going on. And family time, man. Back at home and chilling. You're a family man, aren't it? So you don't really do much. Nah, just come home. Chill. Like, I don't... Any chance we get to come down for a decent period? Like, we went away. But apart from that, just chill. Everyone went away. Yeah, yeah, you got to man, but <laughs> it's it's a weird it's a weird like dynamic to have this sort of break in the season, but it's it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, speaking of the World Cup and that, I feel like you have a lot of injuries. You're yeah. hitting form, and then you didn't get picked. You does do you did you think you should have got picked or no? I didn't. I didn't. Obviously, like. It was my, it was a big aspiration and I and I, I was hoping to go, like on the last day it was sort of like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't have like an expectation, but it was definitely aspiration. Yeah. Like before the camp, the camp before I was like, oh, maybe I can get back in. But at the same time I knew I've been away, been away from the, the squad that long that like I knew it was going to take a lot, but I was, I was disappointed because it's obviously a dream that like I want to go to a World Cup to 100%. experience that. And I feel like I've missed out on the on the other major tournaments, but it's football, man. I'm still young. 25, what you got? Yeah. Next one, you're 29. You got Euros in a couple of years. You, you got this. So, bro. And just, you're at a big club as well. I think that pays a massive factor as well. Yeah. With with like with the opportunity and like doing well then I hope so, but yeah, such look forward, man. Uh keep it on England. When was your first, how, you know, how did your first call-up come about? Like, obviously, you got signed, you're at Liverpool, doing well. Yeah. Did you expect it, or is it just, like, you get mm. a random call? Yeah, no, nah, I didn't. So, like, I was in the 21s, um, then I got injured, and then once I came back from injury, I think, like, like half the ne- next season I wasn't playing. Following season, I started playing fullback and got games. Yeah, I remember that, yeah, yeah. And then it was, like, I didn't know. I didn't expect it at all. I didn't. I don't even think like I got a call from Gareth or anything. It was just like, or like the text. Like you get a text. Like if it's an announcement at two, like you get a text at like one or something. Okay. Um, but I was buzzing, man. I think at the time there was me, Ruben, Tammy. Yes, when yeah, all, it's yeah, all like, the under twenty ones and stuff. Gareth, yeah. yeah, just got us involved, and then like, it was good, man. Like it was. I made obviously I'm nervous like more so like everyone thinks the game obviously the game comes around but the start of the week you're just thinking meet up like big player yeah how am I going to settle how am I going to like who am I chilling with the little things you think of those things yeah when you're driving to St. George's like oh, who am I going to say hello like all of them things but once I was out of the way it's an amazing experience Six. so how does that work so let's say Monday you have to arrive. Mm. The driver come picks you up. Yeah. You've got all your boots and that sorted from yeah, yeah. before and then you just rock up. Yeah, depending on where you are, like, sometimes pickup can be early, but St. George's is meant to be like a middle ground. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, you sort of just, you arrive and then, yeah, sort of what you see. Like, they do the arrival videos and stuff. Yeah, I, I watch all of them. Yeah, I watch all of them. So it's, it's like that, man. It's just, it is what you see, sort of. Nasty. And then, again, stepping out of Wembley from... You coming from London, that's like the pinnacle of football. Mm. Like whenever you drive, even when you drive there, you saw the arch and stuff like that. Like, what was that like for you, family, misses, even friends? Yeah, it was it was massive, man. Like when I made my debut, I didn't expect to to come on because I think um, can't remember who got, who got injured. It might be Phil Jones, but then there was someone else on the bench, and obviously I'm nervous regardless because of the week. Like, just everything going on. And then it kind of helped me, though, because it, it was against Germany and it was, like, 
like you're on yeah yeah so in that way i was grateful and then i played the next game and obviously i had the nerves again but like a special feeling for me like just to have my family there and to play against that sort of opposition as well yeah it's is everything you dream of man. and there's 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 that that rivalry england germany rivalry mm. and stuff like that. do they build it up in the camp or it's just, just they just let you focus I think it is it is portrayed as a massive game you know like they they account for who's the top seeds in the world and we know we're playing their top team um, but it's not the whole media that buzz around it isn't really taken into account it's just this is a quality team but it's going to be a tough game I hear that I hear that I thought they would have blew it up like dinner that we've got to get out and then do it for the fans and stuff like that nah it's that's a given in a way yeah everyone knows you've got to be up for it and, and give it your all but it's that you don't need the outside in the camp I think that's where they try and create a bubble and just make you feel on the game nah, I hear that um, I'd say I'm an Arsenal fan and my family's all Liverpool all of them so we kind of want Arsenal Liverpool together but your comeback was a bit rusty couple of bad games like one don't want to disrespect you but one really bad game mm-hmm. let's say Napoli and stuff yeah. like that how do you deal with the comments and stuff like that like I socials and media and all of that I don't see them like I guess going through injury and so on you kind of in those periods you're alone and you have time to reflect and think and then when when, when you're playing once you come to terms with that, you don't really seek the validation, whether it's highs or lows. It's like if I, if I cut, if I get taken off half time, I'm, I know I had a bad game. Yeah, there's no one got to tell me that. I'll speak to the gaffer, and that's that. Like, obviously, in that in that period, I knew I want to try and do well for Liverpool and to get in the squad. And you obviously have your own thoughts. Like you're disappointed. Like why did I do this? But naturally. But in terms of socials and all that stuff, just comments off and all that. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't have Twitter on my phone. I yeah, don't yeah. go on my um, my main Instagram and look. Like it's there's no point. I used to do it when I was younger. Like good game coming type to own. But what it's like, you see one and then one bad one or one iffy one, and it's like there's so many opinions. There's no point. Everyone's a pro on Twitter, isn't it? Exactly. So not not to dis like disregard anyone. It's just my personal approach isn't to seek the sort of validation, good or bad. Like I don't want to get too high after I have a good game. And if I have a bad game, I'd rather sit with my missus, my agent, say T, my friends, like have an honest conversation about it. Like they'll tell me, "Hey, had a mare, you can't do this," or then I'll sit with the analysts, discuss it. Okay. There's no point. Like, what's it gonna do for me? I already know. So it's like, yeah. What about booze? Have you have you experienced booze? Like even if you're coming off from like home fans or away fans and stuff like that. Not from Liverpool. Um, probably like more Everton. No, not even not even opposition. Like maybe there's times in the stadium it gets a bit frosty. Yeah. yeah. You can sense that you're not having the best game. Everyone knows you're not having the best game and it's a bit like get on the ball and give away a pass. Like, oh. But yeah, it is, it's character building for sure. Like With time, you experience having those games and then can deal with them and actually have a conversation with yourself in yeah. the game or to be able to like put it in perspective. Like, come on, just get back to it. Like, What can you do? What's right. gone is gone. And it's like Anfield is like a fortress. Like, it's proper yeah, enclosed, like, isn't it? So... So you're going to get the ball for a fray and they're on you yeah. if you're having a bat, like they're telling you having a, a stinger. Yeah. But like they wouldn't, we've got great fans, like they wouldn't do that like maliciously. Yeah, yeah. And I'm obviously just trying to. Yeah, but it is an intense, more so you see it with opposition. We see teams come and then the fans are on it and you see like people don't want the ball and like pressure gets to the, the whole team's dynamic. Certain teams come and they try to play football and it's like when Anfield's on it, <laughs> It's it's tough, bro. It's tough. Especially that that game against Man City when they they smashed up the buses. Yeah. yeah, bro. It's when they're up for it, like European nights or like title deciders, yeah. or it's a twelfth man. And it's cliche, like, but it's real because when you're actually on the pitch and 
and that's happening. It's, you can't you can't ignore it, man. Yeah. So, like I said, my dad, massive fan. And I took him on a tour of Anfield. My, my auntie lives in Manchester, so I like, let's go to Anfield really? for the day. And they took us in the away change room, and it's below a stand, yeah. and it's got, like, no soundproofing, so you can hear mm. the fans just, like, it's proper intimidating. Yeah, and it's just bland, like, <laughs> it's just great. There's little things, man, like, it's just... It's not, I, I definitely don't think it's an easy place to grow for, for opposition, for sure. Land away. Because you're like, it's like one of the last few old school mm. stadiums. Mm. But yeah, man. All right, cool. What part of South London did you grow up? Like Catford, Lewisham. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pitts? Yeah, that oh. was a big part, man. Yeah, I was down at Pitts a couple of times. Yeah, doing a bit, when you yeah. could pay a pound. Nah, we would sneak in. Yeah, I didn't have that in me, though. man. I wasn't that, yeah, I didn't <laughs> have that in me. Well, you get in, but then they'll come and come to yeah, the cage yeah, and yeah. say, you lot ain't paid. But yeah, that was big. Like, some holidays. I wasn't so much evenings and that, but like, every every holiday. Yeah. Like, that was the day. Just play all day. Try to do a bit. Nah, it's good, man. It's, do you know It makes you see how how much talent London's got. Like, yeah. there's so many people that are so good at football. Yeah. That, don't, that haven't got a club. Like if, people, if people come and watch the games and they see the t- the the level, it's like it's serious, man. Mm. But why do you think they ain't got club? Like, you probably know people that are sick mm. at pits. But why do you think they ain't got a club? I don't know. I, like, I, I think football is a lot of sort of luck. Like, I think it's opportunity at the right time and and just being seen. I think. If you play at a stable Sunday league club, say for instance, and you get the opportunity to get scouted, but it's like a lot of the guys who we're playing with at Pitts don't play consistently well, at yeah. Sunday league, or like they can't get there, or I think there's a lot that goes on, or like things affect behaviour maybe, or but for those that get the opportunity, I think it's just a lot of it's luck. Like you get the opportunity and. And you take it at the right time because it was the right staff at the club or whatever. Yeah. I think a lot of stars align to get to that position. Yeah, luck is a massive part mm-hmm. of it. Who did you play for? 10 and B? Yeah, I was 10 and B. Yeah, and then before that was Lewis and Muth, then 10 and B, and then went to Charlton. All right, cool. You mentioned luck. Do you feel you were lucky to play under 18s at 13? Because I don't know how that's even legal. Yeah. Like, things obviously have to fall into place. Opportunity, like, if the squad's more scarce or... But at the same time, when I look at my, like, academy journey, it wasn't easy. When I first went, I got released. And then I was never that... The player in the age group that was like, yeah, he's... he. I think it was just, like, application, willingness to learn. And that eventually, like, the academy director awarded me the opportunity. It wasn't... It wasn't, and and I guess I thrived for more, more, um, it's like pits. Like when you go pits, it's, you play with whoever. Yeah, yeah. And you enjoy like getting bullied a little bit or like having those battles. So it wasn't, probably was some luck for sure because in a journey to get to that point, you got to have some luck. But I, I don't think I was one that was, that just gifted it because I, I wasn't that talented in that, in that sense. That's mad because you're skipping under 14, 15. No, but I still played, like, I still... No, but still, you play a 13-year-old, like, I don't think there's anyone else that's done that. I don't even know if it, what, what age I like, I know I was young, I was a few age groups, but, yeah, it was enjoyable because at that time there was no Cat 1, I don't think there was Cat 1, Cat 2. So I remember we played Arsenal and it was Oh, it was like, just Zach. London, yeah. Yeah, like Zach Hanser and all these boys, and it was like, at that point, the 18s pitched with all the fans there felt like Champions League final. <laughs> so I remember just being nervous, man, but it's 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 an like, it's, it's an experience that helps you grow for sure. I can respect that, I can respect that. Um, you mentioned T. Obviously, Tariq Holmes-Dennis is a good friend of yours. We mm. had him on, and unfortunately for him, he got injured. You've had quite a few serious injuries, cruciate few ankle problems and stuff like that. Was there ever a point where you thought I could be done? Yeah, my last one. Like, because obviously with time you you sort of, you realise, obviously I got I got hit with my ACL early, so it gave me a new perspective. Yeah. I need to stay on top of things. 
Um, and then my ankle ones were semi-bad, but fine. But my, my last on my knee was like, I was sitting on the bed like, I was kind of out of it because it was a serious one. Mm. But then I remember calling my message and I was this is, and it all just happened quick. Cause it, it's when, when something happens and there's a tackle or, but I was by myself. Yeah. Planted and I, I never, like it never really got, cause it was quite serious and it wasn't really many people for me to, ACLs, I guess, are kind of common yeah. and you can relate to people like chondrules and all that, like Tia. Then. But this one, there was no one I could, oh, what happened? And How did you recover? Yeah, the, yeah, like it was, and it was traumatic because like, my kneecap was. Oh, was it, did it pop? Yeah, I ruptured my. Patella? Yeah, so like, it was up here and it was just out of the blue, like, so it was, it was a trauma of it as well. I think ACL, like, happened and it was, I kind of. You feel okay, can I play on and you get a scan? It's like, yeah, yeah. That's ACL. But this one, You're like a leg break in yeah. a way. You just have that, oh my gosh, what's going on? That's mad. That happened to um, Moses Adabajo. Mm -hmm. he's, he's from your end as yeah. well. Happened to him, he said, and he just got to the Prem. That's just, it was hard. Like, there wasn't really many people to reach out to. And and I was speaking to Fraser Forster a bit. He'd done it when he was, but it's different. As a goalkeeper, it's different mm -hmm. demands on the body and, I learned a lot, man, like about the body and just about myself. I think that one was, was, was like, gave me a new perspective on the game because it was just one moment and I didn't see it coming. I felt fine. I'd had like a grumbly thing for years. Like everyone gets yeah. like, Osgoods or te like tendonitis. But then in that moment, I just thought, after the ones that I've had, I thought, this is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But you're back. Positive. Yeah, does it? Yeah. Does it play in your mind in games or in training and stuff like that? Not, not anymore. But it took me a while. It's because of the nature of how it happened. Because I was by myself. Yeah. Just planted, and it, it, it. Then obviously, I'm gonna play a pass again the same way I did it. I'm gonna try and break the line. And of course. Yeah. So for like, obviously my whole rehab and then like six months after it was like. If it didn't feel right, or it's always going to be different, but mm. I just have to take like confidence in doing the work, doing everything that it's it's a non-negotiable. That like, I can't not do my work. Yeah, whether it be in a congested like fixture or like in a in a congested week, we're coming back late, or whatever, I can't. It's a non-negotiable, and that's the only thing that gives me peace of mind. So I can't leave it down to luck or chance. So. And after that, it's not controllable. Like. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that a lot. Um, so, throughout all the build-up of injuries and stuff, you said this one's uh, um, the worst one. It happens. Then all the other ones come back. Obviously, because you're saying you was by yourself, mm. it probably makes you feel worse. How do you stay positive? Family. Just taking it day by day. Obviously, a lot. I guess you take perspective and feeling like, oh, this, this, this is a bad one. And just keeping it more short term, the whole long term goal of so and so. It's just, I want to run, I want to jump, I want to sprint. And then just, yeah, family, like obviously, I have a little one that's the massive escape, or whatever. Just try and come. But like I said, I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. Had to do a lot of like, self-development and just have a new outlook because and that's why I say I guess you don't seek validation from outside sources because when you're alone in that time you're kind of forgotten you're on your you're by yourself no one's going to do the work for yeah. you so it's, when you get back to that it's like I know what I went through to get to this so I have gratitude to play a game regardless or like to do what I do so it's if I have a bad game it's a bad game in, in contrast to feeling like when I was on the bed at St. George's, like... Bad games, nothing, man. Exactly. No, I hear that. Do you feel, when you're injured, yeah, and then you come back, do you feel like a lot's changed? Like, the team dynamics change and stuff like that? Or are they, you say, like, Liverpool's got a good bunch. Mm. Are they including you and stuff like that? Or it's just, you come out and then the banter's different. Or what are they laughing at now? Who's done this and I've missed it? There are things that 
you're not in tune with like for sure I personally like preferred to be on a different schedule to the team just I had ones where like after my ACL I had an Achilles like tendinopathy in this one of those ones you get constant questions and it's training you don't want to like keep saying yeah I'm suing this yeah, how yeah, long yeah. how long and everyone's doing it out of care and yeah but you'd rather just keep your head down so in that sense yeah you miss the team banner for sure you're not in the dressing room no one not in the physio room but you try and do things when when I got closer you sit with analysts what's training what's training like try and watch training obviously you still watch games but yeah the day to day banner you miss it you have to like gradually get back involved and stuff and yeah well okay so last little question on this do you feel like all of this is as a build up from starting playing like a high demanding standard of football from such a young age from like 13 you're playing under 18s and then mm. you're only 25 so that was what 12 years ago you've crammed all of that into a little space whereas some people 12 years is their whole career do you think that do you feel that's a has an effect on it. Yeah, I, I think at the time of me getting it, I don't, I don't know how much the pass or the play the part. I know at the time of me getting injured, obviously, Verge got injured. Um, he was having like a mini crisis. Oh, was he? No, we were. Oh, we, as a, oh yeah, as Liverpool. A club. Yeah. So, I think I played. I never really played like Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and I'd always had a knee pain. So it, you kind of get numb to it, but I can't say if it was accumulation of my whole career, but I know in that period it definitely was because for this to happen, like in hindsight, obviously I sit with the sports scientists, sit with the physios and we all know why it happened, but there's no telling. Yeah. There's no telling, but you wouldn't change it. You want to play as much football as you can as a kid, but I guess with these things you you learn lessons and wouldn't go play at pits on Astro and do certain things now. You and you got something in common, innit? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I see you made a comeback. Didn't you try and play with someone? Yeah, he we went to um, Welling for a bit. We was training together in off-season. Um, and it was just like, yeah, just just fluid and, yeah, it's tough. But he, it, was, it was a nice journey. I think you will look back there. He gave it his all. Yeah. Because I think there's always that underlying sense of, oh, is that it? So, I, but I applied him to oh, man, it just wasn't. Yeah, that's mad. Mad. Like, but that's what I'm saying, like, with someone like that close to me having that perspective. It's kept you, you. Yeah. Kept you positive. Keeps yeah. me level because how can I not be grateful? Yeah. Like, he's cool, man. Proper cool, man. All right, back to football. All right. So, before you move to Liverpool, you're, you've got a big stint playing at Charlton mm. how did it feel as a young 17 as a young 17 18 and you're like the, you're basically about to take a senior player's shirt and start at Charlton mm. this is league one league one it was in champ, Champions champ, yeah, champ. yeah you're 17 18 from that end like this is your local club yeah and you're about to take a senior player mm. who's got tons of games above you his shirt mm. Championship dressing rooms are, are daunting as a as a youth team. Like when you come in, there's a few that put their arm around you, and then others that it, it feels a bit like, yeah, this is because people are playing for their livelihoods, and it's serious. Like it's you don't take that for that for granted. I was in a way I was lucky because I came in at fullback, and Chris Solly, similar, had knee issues, so the demand of Tuesday, Saturday, it was basically like I was rotating. With yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So it wasn't outright, I'm taking this shirt. It was just, I got like fed in gradually at fullback and he was always good with me, like trying and, and give advice and so on. But it's 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 intense, it's different because you go from, at that point, 23s wasn't even really a thing. Yeah. It was like, maybe just started, but it's it's serious. You can tell it's a different, Different caliber. Yeah, there's no big contract thing. Maybe now, but back then probably. No, it's you, not. You're the getting same. like a two year deal. It's not. You've same. got to play all season. You want to play, and yeah, yeah. It's not the same. 
it's not the same. But it's it's a, it's a great experience, and the champs such a tough league. Yeah, it's, it's relentless, like demanding every week, and you come against that athlete. It's 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 a tough league, bro. I want to jump a little bit. How how different did you find it? The champ standard and the premise. Obviously, there's a massive difference, mm. but for you personally, mm. did you have to change certain things, even like prep and all of that? Yeah. Was it hard to adapt? Yeah, it was an eye opener. I think the biggest thing. I, I when I when I went up there, I didn't I I didn't expect to play. I thought I was going to Liverpool to go and learn. I stayed. I got the opportunity, and I only played like I think seven or eight games before I got injured. So from like a prep point of view, that forced me to, because I look back in hindsight, like recovery, nutrition, I was all over the place. But in terms of, I remember we played um, West Ham like a few games in. Obviously, you have that self-doubt, the Prem, like the same way as a kid looking at the Prem, just like, can I do this? And I think I started to get a bit like, you come for your first few and I can do this bit of complacency and then you get punished I think that's the biggest thing like a yard too deep a yard too far outside not covering like yeah. that's the one thing I noticed I think in maybe in a champ I could go through games and have moments where I wasn't in the present I wasn't focused and we'd get away with it but that's the one thing I noticed straight away can't like you can't switch off still yeah. obviously that's still the the standard everyone says that like make a mistake in the prem it's a goal and a champ depends you on your playing it. It. yeah you might get away that's with crazy it. you see like you mentioned pros that put your arm around you like was it chris sully and you're close to verge have you ever come across a player who is standoff of you not like bad vibes but yeah wary of a youngster who's that good not not really. I, I mean, there's obviously you see the contrast um, of of like love you get from. I was I when I was at Charl and Andre Andre Bike, he was there. Probably used to be at Burnley yeah, and yeah, so on. Yeah. And then he was like my big brother. But then like we also had Tal Ben Aim and Roger Johnson. Okay. So it was like I was the young one coming through, and Andre really put his arm around me. And it's not not like stiff. It's just if I compare it to the love that he gave me in comparison to the the guidance, like they weren't really, yeah, putting their arm around me, giving me advice the same way he was, sort of thing. Maybe again, you can't let that put you down because it could be like it could be who he is, could be a cultural thing. Yeah. Like he just comes in, trains, goes home. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's not it's not wrong. It's not like, it's not anyone's, obviously there are naturally figures in the dressing room that are like leaders and, and do that. But, and there's tough love as well. There's, there's, there's players who are on you for the sake of being on you to get the best out of you. And some people like that rubs them the wrong way or others it's like, yeah, it gets you going. But that's just football. Man. I hear that. I hear that. Um, hopefully you're one of them players who Shows young, yeah, young players I, love. I, de I definitely, I, I definitely rather see myself on that approach. I, I don't feel like I'm there yet. If nah, I can have a twenty-five, it's yeah, in a pub, bro. Exactly. I can't, like, I can't have that conversation in that same way because I've got a lot of my own story to write. But if if someone had a com like if someone wanted to have a conversation, I'd I'd like to think I'll take the time to just sit. It's not about football. It's life moving up. Just the whole process. I'd rather have that conversation like that than being. But don't get me wrong; it can work, but it's not my nature. I don't. Yeah, I want to ask why Liverpool. Surely you had other loads of clubs interested. Can you say who they are? Who they were? Yeah. I, so like the summer. Well, I went in the summer. The January. I went to Red Bull, Leipzig. Okay. I was. I'd only played half a season. They were still in the Bundesliga too. It was more yeah. like they're building. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, in hindsight, a great, great club. Um, but I wasn't ready. Like I went with my mum, my dad, 
Um, my missus was like, wasn't feeling it either. Like, it, it didn't feel, I wasn't ready. I knew I wasn't yeah. ready, but it was the, the, the opportunity to go came up. But anyway, then in the summer, I'd say my main, there was Liverpool, um, Bournemouth and Villa. Okay. Those were like the three main options. Um, and just contrasting like journeys, like routes really. I think at the time it was still Eddie Howe. Yeah. I, like, great gaffer. And and it was a strong, like, it, it was a big decision. Yeah. But I just think, I met Brendan. I always had a soft spot for Liverpool. Just like as a club, it just felt like had a warmth towards yeah. it. And met Brendan and he was just a likeable person. And I knew I could still maybe go down that route, have that platform of being at a top club yeah. and go on and learn. Because that's what I thought was going to happen. It's kind of like a safety net. Yeah. Exactly. Like It just, it's hard to then do it again. While there's opportunities here, while one of the best clubs in the world wants you to go. But like, it was the right way. Well, I hear that. I hear that. But you see, you said you felt you weren't ready. Look at, look now, you've got a lot of youngsters that go out. Sancho went out, Jude Bellingham's out there. Mm. Um, Musiala do you reckon they knew they, they weren't like, this is just you, your your opinion yeah. do you think they thought they weren't ready or just went out there and just thought you know I'm just going to go out there and try and just try and play no I doubt they thought they weren't ready I think it's just it's more of a a guarantee you're going to play and get minutes and I think it has such a good spotlight now if you play in Germany the likelihood is you're coming back yeah uh, uh, jump 10, 10 step so at that time for me it wasn't like there wasn't many op- like examples of that yet. okay yeah, yeah I think maybe today it would be like wow this is the way but I doubt any of them felt like they were ready it's just a guarantee of I'm gonna play if I play I'll do my thing and then I'll come back around wow that's, that's sick, sick did you when you signed was it the season after like Gerard slipped and all that yeah like? just just the season after, yeah. So I never really, I never got to play with him. Okay. Yeah. What about Suarez and that? No, he left that year. It was still, like, Skirtle and, um, Ricky Lambert and, it was still a different, like, time. Yeah. Sacco and, see, Brendan was still gaffer. Hendo just became skipper. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just that period. And this, it's the whole like different, it's different dynamics, different mentalities, yeah. different money as well. Yeah. Because like you're coming from Charlton, where yeah. it's like dogfight in a change room, they're comfy, big deals, yeah. big contracts, mm-hmm. and yeah, they got to perform because Liverpool weren't doing well then. But still, but that's the biggest thing relaxed. that surprised me was the approach towards the professionalism and. At champ, championship clubs, I think it's a given most of the time, Tuesday, oh, Wednesday, Sunday, off, so, mm-hmm. you know the schedule. And I went up and it was like, wow, like no days off. Especially when Jürgen came in, it was like, everyone's in the gym an hour before, or not every, but like half an hour before pre-act. Recovery and doing everything, yeah. physio treatment. Like treatment isn't banner, you're like always on the bed. It's like, I'm getting my treatment yeah. before after it was that sort of like opened my eyes I thought I thought the same everyone these guys are good like they're they're established and see I was starstruck going but the when like a weekend and I saw the way everyone applied themselves it was like okay it's not what I thought it was sort of thing. okay and a, and a question for the fans obviously you've gone there off the back of Rogers but he had his high Mm-hmm. Nearly winning the league, then like almost as dip. Jurgen comes in. When did you start seeing the change? To like, okay, cool. Like we're now not Champions League. Yeah. Like qualifying for top four, we are title pushers. I think like when I got injured and came back, I think the Gafford really put down the marker as to what our identity was and how we were going to play. I think we were starting to get that fear from other teams. 
So it, that that season, obviously, we had an, we obviously had had the best start. Like, hence why, yeah, uh, Brenda went. Mm. But then, yeah, I was injured for the year and came back that preseason, and it was sort of like we're going for it, and you could really see the change in training, the the desire, the whole mentality was just different. Like from that point on, I think naturally it takes a while, but once it got going, it was like. Was it's preseason mad because you look at stats or you, like the stats they pop on Sky and stuff, and it's like you look outrun. You know, like when up until this season, you dominate the game, like yeah, running, yeah. ball, cool. goals, all of that. Is it is it pre is training and preseason that intense? Yeah. When the gaffer came, it was like Hammy Central. I remember there was physio department still to talk about it. I think they done research, but it. Hammy, hammy, hammy every week. Like, got to do your Nordics. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't. It wasn't working. Like, it was just a shock to the system. Yeah. And I think over time, like, then we had the season. I don't know if we, we got to the Europa, like, the Europa League final, but yeah. we weren't in the Champions League. And then we just have a midweek, like, 11 v 11 game, basically. Yeah. And just the natural intensity is always. And I think. Some players come and it's a shock. Others are just naturally athletes, but that that was like... But it is, it is. We do the runs, but it's more so just intensity in the drill, counter-pressing. We'll do a rondo and it's uh, a game intensity. Yeah. So I think that's where the intensity comes and it just becomes instinct like, to play at that intensity. Yeah. Now I watch you lots rondos. When it's one with Hendo and Milner, yeah, bro, I don't go if you're in, in the box, middle, I don't go in that box. You're done. You're done. I don't go in that box because <laughs> it's not. There's times it's second day recovery and you're let you're leggy, but Millie's still bopping. Yeah, that I don't go in that box. No, but those are the like people don't see, but those are the people who set the standards. Yeah, and likewise when we go for a, a rut, it's the senior figures like Millie, Hendo, Verge that like no one, everyone's accountable. We can't. There's no one in our dressing room that trains lax or like is big time because if they are applying themselves, who can, no one can not, not do it. Yeah, I think when you say that, you look at the Liverpool team and you don't, you don't really see anyone who could have an ego. Like you look like no. Salah scores scores goals but still runs his socks off. Yeah, Mane when he was there running his socks off, it's like, yeah, I, I'll agree. That's a good yeah. bunch. Like. People are, what Mo's done is, is he's going to be a legend at the club, yeah. but he still applies himself. He works hard every day. He's in the gym hour before and does everything. So it's, although like, the team has players who have had massive success away from the pitch with accolades and so on, there's still that same desire yeah. to, 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 to work. Yeah, everyone's on the same level and there's a reason yeah. why. And it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't slide in the dressing room. You wouldn't, no one would respect it. So okay. It, it, there's no point even being like that. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Do you feel, like, looking back at you, looking back at the Joe Gomez who is leaving Charlton, do you feel leaving London helped your development? Yeah. I think, obviously, as a kid, like growing into a man it was that it was I never paid a bill I never lived by myself yeah. so on that front 100% like it made me grow up because I had to and then I got injured early and then that made me do the reflection because you're not getting that stimulation where you're you're not present mm. I mean, when you're training you're just in the flow recovery game in the flow but when it's like seven days a week physio bed just sitting there with your thoughts watching the team train then that's when I had to like grow up from a mental standpoint so it was like both ways made me like grow up massively. yeah and the thing is like yeah your missus is with you but you don't have your mum and dad that's a different type of chat with them yeah. that you'd have with your missus yeah. like when you're injured and stuff like that so. even at that time my missus was still in uni so okay. I like, get the weekends but the week for a long yeah, time, yeah. I used to just drag out the day because I'd go home to just do nothing, be my thoughts. So it was, and then on top of that, you come into a 
big club with a completely different audience, yeah. different scale. So it's like, that's a different pressure, but I wouldn't change it at all. It's, that's mad because you're saying you're alone during the week. You're going home, your house is big as well. Talking to yourself, flat, echoes everywhere and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flat, no. bro. I, went, I went up there at 18, I want to do... Little apartment in the city, in the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's still echo, you're by yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's all, what's it, panoramic view? Uh, I wish, around and that. I wish. See Manny from your top floor. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, Cool. You've gone up and you're at Liverpool now. You're a Prem boy. Do you feel your friendship group got smaller or stayed as it is? Because now you're away. Your job's serious. Now, obviously, you're serious at Charlton, but now, yeah. like, now yeah. I'm sorted. I can be sorted for life if I do well. Mm. Some people can hate on that. Some people can leech mm. you speak about THD cool what about the rest I think I think I kind of realised early that I couldn't be out messing around and I told him that I've never been one for going out like drinking or I never really got into that sort of lifestyle but I told him obviously I'd go play a game and I was chill, go to Nando with my boys after, go across the road, Casper's just chilling. Being a kid, like being yeah, a yeah, teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Going to bed anytime before a game on a Tuesday, whatever. I think, obviously, my the dynamic naturally changes with your boys because you're not, like, rather just come around every evening. It was, yeah, we got a trek to come up and see you and chill and, but it doesn't change, like, your friends are still your boys and you notice that from from the get-go, like, it's not... I think as well, if 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 I portray myself like I'm just another human, same way, we're just boys. And, and you, I got those those reminders that football can get taken from me yeah. like that, so I'm not going to act as if I'm... Because that can be the downfall half the time, because then your boys will like view you that way like you're the guy that's going to take us out or you're going to the other guy that's going to do this for us because you're acting like that yeah. so we're going to treat you like that so I, I was fortunate to just have good friends that never really saw it like that obviously the dynamic changed because you don't see each other yeah. as much and then you grow up like, i have a family now and things change like i'm not going to sit up at, till 2 a.m just chatting sometimes but it's not the same but i was fortunate to have good people around me and i never really got down the went down the wrong path of wanting to do so and so uh, do extracurricular stuff that wasn't yeah I realised early sort of thing okay right. I ask this question to everyone who's from ends how how did you stop yourself or did you have the opportunity from going down that path yeah for sure because like it was all boys school there's always going to be opportunities to just to just chill. I guess, like, knowing that we had training, me and Case had training, that if we missed the first 160, like, we were late, for sure. There's times, like, he got detention. I'm like, Case, like, I'm not going to leave him, but like, I'm pissed. Yeah. But then, um, I never had that desire for, like, it's easy to congregate, and then it's like, suddenly there's 20 of us outside the gates. It's not going to, we're not going to, like, sing lullabies and it's 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 not going you're just lingering you know yeah. getting it up to no good so i never had that desire to be i always had a bit of a like a wariness of being in that sort of environment so i was obviously training helped and then i don't know man, i never i never seek that sort of thrill i just i was just lucky in that sense i guess my parents obviously they Came from a stable family. Mm. I had no reason. My mum wasn't, my mum and dad wouldn't, like, if I was out till late, so what are you doing, sort of thing. So, but obviously, once you get of age, they're not really going to speak to you yeah. like that, but I don't know, I, I never really got distracted, like, drinking, parties. I just, it was never my thing. Fair enough. I've got a funny story, though. 
apparently, you and your boys are out. It's the other Naparai Bifa. Everyone's going back to the hotel to get changed. Come back and check you, and you're doing shuttle runs or something. <laughs> listen, listen. Archives is strong, strong. Yeah, we went Napa one. That was my only lad's holiday. Because we was together. She let me go. Wish and slip style. Yeah, but I don't drink, so I think that gave her comfort. But then I'm wary, like, off-season's important. Like, I still want to get my run. Right. I, I'm one of the... Like, right. I get guilty. I'll eat if I don't. Serious? Yeah, if I haven't done what I need to do, then I'll... Yeah, we had a nice hill. It's just... I didn't drink. So it was never it was never a thing of being like I need to get pre drinks and I I was still present. So it's still the worries of ball or like doing my work was still there. Whereas if I was drunk I would just be like oh. So you thought I'll go get it. But that was a long holiday, man. Cause I was just fed up. So just tired like. But yeah. Yeah, that's always been my nature, I guess. Like, just the guilt. If I don't do it, I feel like, just feel like, it'll eat me up. I'd rather just do it. That is funny, bro. Yeah. If I ever saw my boys doing that, bro, you'd have to go home. The battle would not stop. You'd have to fly Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. How you... Listen, <laughs> listen, we'll talk off cam, yeah? <laughs> anyway, cool. Again, like you say, you're not, you don't drink. You don't seem like a party guy. When do you celebrate? Let, let, cool. Let me give you some scenarios. You tell me what you've done, okay? So, you signed to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. People I know shut down Liverpool. Whatever club, whoever I've been in Liverpool, can't remember, but shut down whatever club's there. Yeah? You win the Prem. Shut down whatever club. <laughs> Champions League. Fly out wherever. Shut down wherever. That's not you. Why? I guess one, I have the people around me that aren't, like, that's not what they're pushing me towards doing. Or if I did try and do that, this is out of character, what are you doing? I never got into the the table thing. It's never. Because if I'm not drunk, I've got my senses. Why? What am I doing that for? I don't really like the limelight and being in that environment. I guess that, uh, I don't know, it's never been like, when I when I moved, it's not really a moment to celebrate. I guess that like, after we won stuff, um, but the team put on a party and we'll have a team thing. Okay. But then, like, my whole summer then is not going to be different. Like, I'm not going, flying here and there and doing up all that stuff. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I enjoy the moment, like, I feel fulfilled, like, we, I worked hard this season, went like this, or so on and so forth, but it's not, I know that if I do that, it's just a temporary thrill, it's oh, yeah. not, I'm going to change anything, so, never been my, my aspiration. Fair play, do you think, I guess you've been like that, I was going to say, do you think mar- being married has helped that, but, this is that's just you yeah I don't I don't think it was ever my like I never wanted to impress even my missus by doing that stuff because I knew I'm attracting the wrong people for the reasons but I don't know man it's just it's never really and then as time's grown obviously you like nice things but then as time grows you you're like you're I guess being together young having a Having a son earlier changes your, your views of what's a, a good day, what's a, yeah. like a good memory. And then I got no, like, there's no reason to then do those things that cuts off like half of the holidays or like doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's just good, a good support system. Man, I wish a lot of, I wish I fall like that, to be fair. Um, but it's easy, man. It's easy to not, to be like straight. You're down the down the wrong path, cause especially now with socials and stuff and all of that. Or company, like only only now, like the last few years, I'm like, mm. 
yeah, I don't really care about yeah. all of that. But I started socials, it didn't happen, innit? But yeah. <laughs> but it's, t- it's not like, I've heard other people say it, but it's like, wake up first thing in the morning, you wouldn't have 100,000 people in your bedroom. Yeah. It's like, why are you waking up and looking at that many people's lives or letting them look at yours? It's, it's not healthy, I think. Like, we're probably going to realise that in years to come. Yeah, facts, facts. How do you meet your missus? Just like boys' school. And there was a group from the girls' school. and Just like, we have the same friends anyway. And then we were friends first, chilling. And then like, cinema, like five of you, then four of you. And just one day, it was like, why not, I guess. But then it's like a weird... It's like a weird transition, isn't it? Because you're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's dangerous like, one as well. And it's weird because you're young, you're immature. Like you don't want to ruin that because you're the middle. Of, you're in your friendship group, and then yeah, it's, it's weird when you're when you're young. You don't know how you're gonna act. And I never really had a girlfriend properly like that either. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I've been down married and that. See the uh, Cartier yeah. ring and that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Winning the Premier League, yeah. So you come from Chal- you come from um, Catford. To win the Prem is a dream because you're watching football all the time. When you won it, what was going through your head? It, it was it was big, man. Because I think a lot of it is that wanting to be involved as well, like feeling like you played a part. Yeah. So that season for me, like. And I felt like I played a part. It was weird because of COVID and it got half like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. celebrated by us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like halfway through the season, we kind of knew we were there, but we weren't. And then we came back empty stadium. So it was like, like annoying, but it was special, man. Because for the club, like yeah. what it meant. Then on a personal note, feeling like I played my part. Yeah, it was a shame we didn't get to like celebrate it properly. But then seeing the, what the Champions League reception was like, was that that made it worse because you thought like the prem would have been crazy yeah but, yeah but people were still outside didn't it letting off fireworks and yeah like. yeah yeah whatever they could do to get involved it was crazy but it's a special like even this last parade off the back of losing the champions league everyone was on the on the plane back oh, why this is not a good idea like, it's flat everyone's yeah. disappointed but as soon as you got on the bus it was like crazy yeah so everyone says one of the best days of their life. Can I imagine after what last one you won was eighty eight, and to win it now? Yeah, it's crazy. My it was... dad was gassed. <laughs> Bro, I'm Uganda, isn't it? But he brought a cow back home and said, "Everyone, yeah, eat." Like my dad's uh, my dad's Gambian as well, so it's like <laughs> okay, yeah. So you're... <laughs> it's tradition that like, you like go cow, uh, yeah. He shut it down, <laughs> FaceTiming every day. <laughs> Bro, literally, he would ring me. Ten times a day, just to say, ah, oh, Liverpool were champions. Yeah. Uncle's ringing me. That's crazy. what it's about, man. Sometimes we don't see that reach, I guess, but it's crazy. Like, that's football brings that sort of joy, and it's crazy. And I'm happy for him because I'm happy for the club because he's been through the lows, yeah. isn't it? Like not watching match of the day when you lose, yeah. not eating, stressed out, telling me to get out because I'm laughing at him. To be fair, I laughed at him when Arsenal beat you lot, but it's recent different. Though. Yeah, recent. Yeah. It, was, it was his birthday on the day. He was, he was wearing his Liverpool top, winning change, put a Palace top on. <laughs> the Palace is the contingency sort of thing. No, it's my boy's top, so he just puts it on. Oh. Yeah, joke, man. Right. Um, so what, was, what, what feels better for you? Champions League, crazy, but I'm going to ask this because Liverpool win the Champions League a lot, but they mm. don't win the Premier League. Mm. And you've experienced both. What feels better? I think, like, there's two sides to it. I guess in the moment, the Champions League felt better because of the everything that came, like the celebration, the parade. It was like, this is crazy. But on a personal note, probably the Prem, just because to feel more involved. Sometimes it's 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 overthinking, but it's it's natural. Like if you play, if you don't play, you feel more like you contribute towards the yeah. team. So yeah, on in that sense. But both were like amazing experiences, man. Like, and I know that stuff don't, I can't take that for granted because to be amongst a team, like, there's a lot of 
piece to the puzzle that got to come together to let that happen. So they were both just memorable. Was that the year when you beat Barcelona? Yeah, the four. Yeah, that was. That's, that's what I meant a about crazy Anfield. Game. Like that's what I mean about Anfield because that's Barca. Messi and scored that free kick. Yeah, he scored that away. Oh, was it away? I thought it was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He scored that away. He scored that away, and then we came to the ho- we came home. I didn't play. I played in the away leg, where the new camp four yeah. one. Yeah, or three 0 three, three nil. Yeah, three nil. You three won four one. Yeah. Yeah, and then like a team like Barca, Busquets, and Jack, like the players that can play football the way they play, and to to see them feel the effects at Anfield was like. It's crazy. That's when that was the craziest atmosphere ever. Because I was on the bench and I could see it. Like, this is crazy. It's funny because when like during that even like other games, but that game Klopp's doing the laps like up and down, celebrating and that. But that like, but that's why the gaffer's special in that sense because he really feeds into the culture and people feed off of him. But it's like, it's it's a match that just thrives off each other. In the Champions League final. Does it bother you that you only played a minute that come on the last few minutes? No, I'm grateful that he brought me on, sort of thing. Um, that's just a top club, man. Like it's it's like longing for involvement because then the year before I was I was injured. Um, okay, I wasn't yeah. even involved, and it was like it was double disappointment because we lost and I wasn't involved. But then, so I had that perspective, like already that. To be involved in special man. And the bonus doubles as well, because you won it and you played and all of that. It's cha-ching in it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was like this with THD as well. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um what's the goals now? You've won the Prem, you won the Champions League. A lot of people can't say that. You're a boy from London, you're still twenty five. What's your goals football was? I think to just be the best version of myself. I wanna have Consistency and um, durability, play a solid season and enjoy my football. Like more than anything, I obviously have a different outlook on it because of the injuries and. But just have, be the best version of myself and see where that takes me. Control the controllables because sometimes opportunity comes, sometimes it doesn't. But if I can look back and say that I I, I did everything I could. To be the best version of me, where that takes me, is what it is. But I'm 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 grateful to be at the club that I'm at. But at the same time, have that balance of the hunger to wanna keep striving, man, for sure. Fair play. Questions are gonna start winding down a bit now. Um, how did your relationship with Van Dyke come about? Like, obviously, he's come in and voted best defender in the world at one yeah. point, and then there's you. Yeah. I do. Genie was probably like the middle ground. Okay. Like when Verge came. But Verge is just cool. Like obviously, I didn't really know much of him. And like, he subconsciously affected me a lot, I guess, because I was nearly going to go out on loan because he was going to come in the summer and he didn't come. But I, I didn't know what, obviously, it was Verge already. Yeah. Even though he hadn't played at Liverpool, he's already had a big. But. Aside from the football and stuff, he just good person. So it was like Genie was the sort of because they were both Dutch, and I was close to Genie. Was Genie as well as uh, cleanest guy. So it was just naturally formed. Like we'd speak the three of us, like meet up and stuff. And then when Genie left, we just could go something. That play, good guy. Uh, yeah, and obviously, like I can, I've I've learned a lot from him. Yeah. Like, off the pitch and just as people and yeah it's just it's nice to have someone like that that you can can lean upon I'm gonna ask you gotta get him on this pod for me <laughs> that is a question that I'm gonna hound you with if he says yes happy day says no right I, <laughs> the odds are slim <laughs> they're very slim but I can ask you, you never know man you never know you never know um which player's giving you the longest day? Or you thought, this is... Or like opponent? Yeah, opponent. Because you made Mark Harlan out of the game. I think at fullback is like, is when it's 
I think at, at centre half, you, you pay the price with a goal, or but it's like at fullback, I've come against wingers that I like. Like Sane when he was at City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Direct. And like, the whole game, I know it's long. It's a long game. There's not as many like direct. Wolves are obviously Blair. last. Not the last, but he's still of that nature. But yeah, I think at centre-back, it's, it's more like concentration and not wanting to concede. Yeah. Rather than like, he's going to... Because if, if someone's bigger and stronger and more physical, I, you try not to engage in that sort of fight. Mm. Like, try and avoid the pinning and... And that and stuff of that nature. That that's that's why you see the analysts before the game, sort of visualize how you want to approach it. And naturally, because if I'm playing next to Verge, the the weaker link people see is me. Yeah, so yeah. it's goal kicks, everything. This side, so it's have to know my game and sort of visualize what I want to do. But fullback, Sane, yeah, Raheem. With that, them sort of like those wingers that are just direct. Where that's when you sort of <laughs> can imagine. I can imagine. But throughout all the injuries and stuff, you've like you've left a good impression on the gaffer because he's shown faith and given you a five-year deal and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is decent. Yeah. How, if you could say anything, if you could do anything, what would you do for the gaffer as a re- as a repayment, I think he knows, like not just me, but what the team thinks of him. Like, in in a way, I guess it's ages and so on. But like, in in there's times where he's had conversations with me, like a father figure, more than just a gaffer. But obviously, there's times you're not playing, and it's, there's frustrations. Yeah. But fundamentally, I'm always going to be indebted. And I, I don't know. I don't think there's like an action that I could, like I could do to repay. But I think he knows that there's gratitude, massively so, like from the whole team. And then on a personal note, he knows going through the injuries and him having the faith, like to see that I can still be, that I can rebuild myself and be and a player that wants to play for him and impact the team and that's forever like, and it's probably something I'll look back on after as well yeah but I'm lucky to have had the gaffer like yeah. him for this period of time like, I know it's not something to say for granted that's good for you good for the club yeah. and all of that um, the contract probably ends at the back end of your career obviously you still have touch wood when you're, your body's yeah, still yeah. well still have a decent amount of years when do you start thinking about like future investments and future plans for after the game? I think I've, I've sort of had to have that mindset. Like, as I said, like my last, my last injury was like an eye opener. Um, it was one of those moments that makes you realise already that this can, like, you can't take it for granted. I've always never like, like I say, I guess like one of like the outlets. It's going out and if you don't do all of that and you've got a family it already like keeps you in certain boundaries but yeah already you have that mindset of you want to be smart with what you do and, and try and set things up for the future and then I guess with that I just want you want the freedom to yeah. choose what you want to do I can't see myself wanting to be in in football yeah. for like if you have the choice, yeah. I, I mean, coaching... Coach your son's team. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Like, that's cool. But, like, to check, like, my manager... And yeah, yeah. That's just, like, that, those sort of things, punditry. Never say never, but I don't see that. But, yeah, it's just fruit. Like, you want to have the freedom to choose what you want to do. But I'd say, yeah, since since the injuries, it's definitely on the forefront. Okay. And yeah. just to round it off, throughout this interview, complacency isn't in your DNA. When did you feel like, yeah, I've made it? I didn't, man. Honestly, like, obviously that's a, like, I've, I've been asked and it's, 
it's so up and down that you can't take it for granted because you can be at the highest level and be out of contract and then nothing comes to fruition. So it's like you can't you can't think like that. And I and I, and I didn't because I didn't as I said I didn't expect to come to Liverpool and stick around. And play it and yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't I always felt like I gotta be hungry, that I can't can't just put my feet up and feel like I'm there. And then yeah, the injuries and then just having a perspective of enjoying the moment, being in the present and then not thinking about, yeah, I've made it. Because even with staying somewhere long enough, you still want to be there and you still have to try and apply yourself to be there. Otherwise, you get people see through it. So it's like if you have that sort of mentality, it's not it's not how who I want to be or like how I want to be. And then don't want my son to see that I'm that type of person. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd, I don't, I don't, I didn't have that moment, but I'm very appreciative of the the journey that I've had, highs and lows. But I still wouldn't sit here and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm this or that, or there's, there's a lot of work to do. And I hear that, man. I think this ep is for the young players coming up, like before they get to scholars and stuff like, that, just to live their like mm. focus yeah. on what they really want to do. And sometimes you've got to make the sacrifices. Like you sacrifice drinking and, you know, doing out of raving when you clearly should do because you've won what you've won. But yeah, mm -hmm. man, thank you for sharing, man. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate being there, bro, man. I, I love it, man. Sit down.